Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey guys, so the grand plan was we were going to record this week's Bay Curious episode in a sports bar. But then Olivia had to go and get sick. I'm sorry. (laughs) My immune system has failed me. But I did bring beers into the studio so it can kind of feel like a sports bar. Very nice. I'm Olivia Allen Price, and this week I'm talking sports with Ryan Levy, our new sports correspondent. How do you feel about senior sports correspondent? Don't push it, Levy. Fine. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Okay, so you have not one, but two sports stories for us today. Is that right? This is true. So one is about basketball and one is about hockey. Uh, They both have to do with history and names. History and names. I thought this was a sports show. It is, but it's a big curious sports show. Mm, Fair enough. Okay, well, it's March Madness time. So how about we start with basketball? All right. So for professional basketball in the Bay Area, you've got to go to Oakland, the home of the Golden State Warriors. Did you know that the Warriors are the only team in the NBA to have a team name that doesn't include the city? Or the state. So it's not the California Warriors. It's not the Oakland Warriors. It's the Golden State Warriors. Mm, I see. Using the state's nickname. It's like if they were the Empire State Yankees or something. Exactly. Or the the Land of 10,000 Lakes Timberwolves. Garden State Devils. Or the Sunshine State Marlins. the, The Lone Star Cowboys. We could go on and on. But we won't. Fine. The point is, the Warriors are the only team in all of U.S. professional sports that does this. And this has always seemed kind of weird to Bay Curious listener Alan Cesaro. I grew up watching the Warriors. They've always been my favorite team through thick and thin. And the name actually pisses him off. I've always kind of taken it as an insult that they were never known as the Oakland Warriors. Did the team just not want to use Oakland's name? 
Well, when the Warriors first came to California from Philadelphia back in 1962, they actually played as the San Francisco Warriors. Pro basketball's finale for the NBA title, the Philadelphia 76ers, wearing black uniforms versus the San Francisco Warriors. Will Chamberlain feeds... Even though they went by the San Francisco Warriors, they played all over the place. The Cow Palace in Daly City, UCSF. They even played games in Oakland and San Jose sometimes. They were everywhere, really. There just wasn't anywhere out here built to house a pro basketball team full-time, so the Warriors took what they could get. And there was another problem. The team back then, they weren't exactly the hot ticket they are today. The Warriors in those days did not draw real well. That's Art Spander, who's been covering sports in the Bay Area for more than 50 years. He said the team's owner at the time, Franklin Muley, was desperate to get more fans in the seats. So he decided to split the team's home games between the Bay Area and San Diego. Wait, San Diego? Yep. San Diego had just lost an NBA team, and Muley figured if he could make the Warriors California's team, uh, it would bring in more fans and more money. Sounds like a pretty good business move, actually. Uh, it was, but Muley quickly realized there was an issue. You can't call them the San Francisco Warriors and play games in San Diego. He decided. So that name was out. He also said, well, I can't call them the California Warriors. He says, that sounds too much like Cal Bears. See, I'm going to create a new term, Golden State. He didn't exactly create the term. It's been around since the gold rush, but it had never been used by a sports franchise before. So in 1971... The San Francisco Warriors became the Golden State Warriors off to a sensational start in the playoffs to top off his best season ever. The Golden State Warriors. Ta-da! And even after the San Diego idea flamed out and the team moved to Oakland full time, the name was here to stay. What did Allen, our question asker, make of the answer? So he was glad to know the story behind the name, but... I do have to say that it still stings a little bit, again, especially since they're moving back to San Francisco. Is there any chance they'll change the name back? A Warriors spokesman told me that, as of now, there are no plans to change the name. Feels like some wiggle room to me, but honestly, I can't imagine why they would change the name. The Golden State Warriors are doing just fine. Cheers to that. So that's the basketball name story. Let's move on to hockey. One of our listeners wanted to know, how did the San Jose Sharks get their name? Since the Sharks have only been around since the early 90s, I was actually able to talk to the guy who literally named the team. I'm Matt Levin. Uh, I was the second employee of the San Jose Sharks. He was the business and marketing guy, and one of his first jobs was to figure out what to call the team. And, like any good leader, he delegated. So we conducted a name the team sweepstakes. Let the public name the team. Exactly. It was the early 90s, so the sweepstakes was super low tech. All Levin did was put an ad in three local newspapers. It had a hockey player in just his pads and, uh, and shin pads and a helmet on, and he's saying, I've got my equipment, but now I need a name. Send it in. There'll be prizes. There were 6,000 responses from all over the world with more than 2,300 different names. And I want you to read some of the suggestions. All right. Uh, the San Jose Breeze, the Golden Gators, the Grizzlies, the Redwoods, the Integrated Circuits. And the rubber puckies. Wow, some of these are really terrible. Yeah, integrated circuits is uh, my personal fave. So tech. Okay, so how do we get from this hot mess to the sharks? So Levin said the most suggested name of all was Blades. The San Jose Blades. 
I mean, it's okay. It's an okay name. Nothing special. There's nothing wrong with it. But if that was the most suggested name, why aren't they the San Jose Blades today? Interestingly enough, we had found out that in the Bay Area, Blades had more gang connotations than ice skating connotations. Wow. Well, that's not going to work. No. So Levin went down to the second most suggested name, Sharks. Uh, It hit all the boxes they were looking for, was exciting, unique, makes a really cool logo. I mean, what's important, right? Exactly. And that's how they became the Sharks. Well, cheers to the Sharks. Indeed. Bay Curious sports correspondent Ryan Levy. Senior sports correspondent. Whatever. Thank you for bringing us these stories today. I just did it for the beer. Fair enough. Thanks also to Alan Chazaro for his question about the Warriors and for the listener who sent in the Sharks question. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Catch you at the game. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.